This is the Lost and Gone Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is Grim, and I'm going to share with you a tale of what has never been and what could have been. Let us see what has never been. Walk down the hall with me and take a face from the ancient game. When you think about video games, there's a chance that some people may not realize that back in the good old days, things were very simple, and there only existed 2D graphics. What we now know as the 3D revolution in graphics didn't come until the fifth generation of consoles. Which leads us to the shining beacon of light that was the PlayStation. Which was released December 1994 in Japan and September 95 in North America. And in Europe the September of 95. It was competing against the likes of the Sega Saturn and Nintendo 64. With the 64 being the only real threat to its dominance. But what you may not realize is that Nintendo and PlayStation had some bad blood between them. This is because they had had a business deal that had fallen through. However, this unholy union yielded an offspring. And I'm not talking about keeping them separated, because they did the opposite. (laughs) This is because, at one time, Sony had wanted to make a disc add-on for the Super Famicom. But after a disagreement with how to split the revenue, Nintendo pulled out of the deal and they chose to work with Philips. I'm sure you all remember that. That clearly was a bad choice. Nintendo couldn't have realized, though, what fierce rivalry they ignited in Sony. This, of course, led to Sony making their own console and to compete with the bigger players during the 3D revolution, and with their existing background in manufacturing chips and hardware for so many different electronics, some of which were already in Nintendo consoles, and thus they had the great ingredients to make a good console. And this would set the stage for everything else to come. Let us start with our company motto. Obedience breeds discipline. Discipline breeds unity. Unity breeds power. And power is life. These words, although read to you by me, are not my own. They're attributed to some long-haired hippie covered in leeches that hated trains. Look, don't ask me. I didn't write the story. But still, this is the company motto for Umbrella Incorporated and is the fictional pharmaceutical company in Resident Evil that serves to drive the story forward. This game needs no real introduction. And yet... When you think of the early days of 3D gaming, it's impossible to not think of the legendary PlayStation classic, Resident Evil, or Biohazard in Japan. Why did they get the cool name? And what does Resident Evil mean? Like, are there old people who are angry at a residential home waiting to gum you on the neck when you walk in because you haven't visited them for two years? I'll eat your flesh and be young again. Anyway... With its initial release, the game debuted on the PlayStation. It was the twisted remains of another game receiving a remake. And that game? Why, it's called Sweet Home. And it was made by a Tokoru Fujiwara. 
Sweet Home was originally released back in 1989 for the Famicom. However, we know it as NES. But honestly, I want to take a minute to discuss the legacy this man left behind in the gaming development world and take some time to talk about some of the bigger games he had a hand in. Which leads to this general statement. If you liked Mega Man, Ghost and Goblins, Bionic Commando, DuckTales, Breath of Fire, Final Fight, Tomba, or The Little Mermaid, I know a little Toby who might agree with me there, then you have to thank him for his hand in making those games and their development. However, we're here to discuss the exquisite corpse in the room, Sweet Home. So in a few words, this game was about some filmmakers exploring a haunted mansion. Kinda sounds like Resident Evil, but without the senior citizens. So this meant that Resident Evil went through so many different changes before becoming the tank control survival horror game that gave us the Jill Sandwich. Jill Sandwich. And the Whoa. Whoa! Well, strap in or on your choice. And let's talk about how this game has more ports than your mother. Okay. Not that kind of mother. No! Anyhow, Resident Evil first came out in 96. and was still being ported to systems all the way up until 2007. While it would be nice to discuss all of them, we have to breed... <clears throat> I mean select the most interesting specimens. I mean, ports that are worth discussing. Well, this leads me to ask the question of how do you get people to buy something more than once? Why add new features or change something about the game? And that's exactly what happened for the already amazing selling game. Capcom, being the publisher and developers of the game, decided to make a few different additions to the game and felt that it needed a new music score. Thusly, we had the director's cut version. And yet, when Sony dropped their bombshell that was the DualShock controller, they then caught the capitalism bug again, and made yet another director's cut version, with support for the new controller. However, they knew that wasn't enough to entice customers to buy the newer version of it. So, they added new music to it, and made a few quality-of-life improvements to the Director's Cut DualShock version. You may not realize it, but you're in a dangerous place. Can't you tell? Can't you hear the music? Just listen to it. Oh, sorry, that was the trumpets farting from the DualShock Director's version. The total failure in abject edgelording, the Sega Saturn needed all the help it could get, and Resident Evil was there to help. Those who are brave enough to venture to the Spencer Mansion on the Saturn would be treated to an extreme battle mode featuring zombie Wesker, some zombie spiders, and a gold-colored tyrant. It's like they literally walked outside their offices and asked someone they met on the street, probably the first person that they saw. Hello? And they asked him, Hey, how do you make something more valuable? Why dip it in gold? But with that out of the way, we can discuss the last and most interesting port of the game, 
in my opinion. Resident Evil Deadly Silence was released in 2007 for the Nintendo DS and featured a whole new way to experience the horror. With a rebirth mode that utilized the touchscreen for solving puzzles and some knife fights and an interesting multiplayer mode, it was an amazing thing to me. I never thought such an amazing game could be compressed enough to fit into such a small console. However, I was wrong, and it actually wasn't the first time that such a thing had been attempted. Some say if you whisper into the mirror in your bathroom with all the lights off, you see it you it four times after stealing a child's ice cream and kicking sand in their face, that your face will appear all resident and all evil. And when you turn on the lights in your pocket, you'll have the prototype of Resident Evil for the Game Boy Color. I would know, because this happened to me. And I foolishly disregarded the warnings of my progenitors. What else is there to say? Other than that, there is the most ambitious attempt I've ever seen in my life to port a game to a handheld system that had no business having a game that big on it. This port follows the same story as the original. However, it ended up abandoned. <sighs> Hot Gen Studios, a not very well discussed studio, was behind its development. But Capcom cancelled the project despite the amazing Technicolor spectacle. This game managed to fit in almost all of the same rooms with the fixed camera angles, and honestly, the attention to detail is breathtaking. Although the game was never finished, so the zombies don't have death animations. Therefore, they just kind of softly moan and sit on their knees. But watch out though, if they get you, it's over with, and they will demolish your health and recovery items are very limited. <coughs> when it comes to the weapons of the game, you can use a pistol, knife, shotgun, and bazooka. However, all the guns get their colors from your sprite. And let's just say that when you use the knife, it's a little bit like an historical salute for a certain person whose name Rhymes with Schittler. Whoa! As I stated above though, this game was never fully finished, and fun stops right as you're about to take the laboratory elevator and visit the tyrant. But honestly, I had my cartridge stolen by someone, and they just left me a note. All it said was itchy tasty a bunch of times, and Arclay Mountains never see again. The following of which you are about to hear is my recollection of my hiking trip into the Arkley Mountains. After walking into an outcropping, I walked past a Humvee that was overturned, but I just kept walking. Think I also saw a train. Eh, these woods are too creepy. I guess I'll think of something comforting like how the Game Boy Color had an LCD screen that was 160 pixels by 144. And it had... 32 kilobytes of RAM. Wow, that's a lot. And then 16 of that was VRAM. Hmm, that also reminds me of my Game Boy Color. And how much fun I had playing with it as a kid. I played 
gold version on there for such a long time. Those were such simpler times. Like when I used to play marbles with the kid who lived down at the end of my alleyway. Well, he's doing life for murder and armed robbery, but... I guess times change and what used to be will never be again. You know, I think the best-selling game for the Game Boy Color was gold and silver version. Well, at least these woods are quiet. At least it was before these assholes showed up. Ugh. I'm out of here. Is that music that I hear? Who is playing it in the middle of the forest? I guess I'd better investigate. Whoa! There's a damn mansion in the forest? Maybe the asshole that took my game is in here. I'm gonna get it back. Damn, this place looks familiar. I'd better just follow the music. Perhaps I'll find someone to ask about what's going on in here. Whoa. This is a big dining room, and that's a really loud fucking clock. Maybe somebody ought to fix that. Oh, looks like somebody's enjoying a succulent Chinese meal over there. I'm not gonna bother that guy. I'm gonna keep following the music. Oh, sounds like it's coming from the opposite side of this door. Nabend. Hey, did you take my cartridge? What the hell? I knew it was gonna be some weirdo in here playing piano. Oh well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Arbeitest du hier? Hey, hey, geh nicht weg. Wo willst du hin? Jetzt ist er weg. Oh, thank God. At least this room seems safe. At least for the moment. Wonder if those faint footsteps I'm hearing are those of survivors. Oh, awesome. They have one of those old TVs on the coffee table. Let's see what's going on in TV land. This Saturday, don't miss an all-new episode of Zombie Road Truckers. The stakes are high, and all will die. Behind these wheels, these infected sealed their deals. Please, don't let my kids see this. I should have stayed in college. But I'm still hungry. Don't forget about last season's highlight. The milk run. All right, Al. Good luck. Those orphans need that milk. Or will they die? Find out on the newest episode of Zombie Road Truckers. All drivers are real, none are paid after. Human 8 p.m. Central Standard Time after the season premiere of Living But Dead. Damn, that sounds cool. Too bad it's only Tuesday. Well, I guess I'll just change the channel. Coming soon to a theater near you. You're one ugly motherfucker. Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the Dead West. No one knows where they came from before they were neck deep in the dead. 
and you've been rebuked. When the dead came to play, Arnold is there to save the day. Come with me if you want to live. I will keep you that way. You know I am. Come bite me. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. He's the last governor of the West Coast on a mission to save what's left of his humanity. Put those fingers down now! This November, Arnold must save the dead West. Damn! I can't wait to go to the premiere. Well, I better keep looking for whoever took my cartridge. Looks like I'm walking through a gallery now. Looking at some hungry dogs through the windows. I guess I'll try that door. I guess I'll try the door that doesn't take me outside. Wait, someone is clearly in there. They're taking a bath? Those wrists, could it be? I guess people on OnlyFans want tub time with Toby, and who am I to deny them? Good thing I found this blue Game Boy just sitting in here with this blank cartridge with prototype written on it? Huh, that's weird. Why isn't the start button working? Now Guess I better my chance get to out. grab my cartridge. Ooh, I don't think so, Toby. I'm your number one fan. I gotta Go keep the door shut. No, not here. Not like this. Touch things that are no. blue. Stop banging on the door, and the cries for help stopped. I ran for my life. I got right out of there and walked into town, and I never looked back. Well, that was my recounting of my tale as a fifth survivor of Raccoon City. All I can tell you beautiful listeners out there is that you truly need to find and play this ROM. It's available online, of course, and with your emulator of choice, you can experience this beautiful game that never came to be. I can't recommend it enough that you should at least watch a video of what it looks like because it is far more impressive than my words could ever convey. But before we end this tasty episode, let's visit Uncle Gork. Dear Celia, today I visited dear old Uncle Gork, and to my shock and delight, he invited me to dinner this night. His invitation was quite neat, and he promised me wonders of which I've never seen. Incredulous is to say the least, for never before has he offered me a feast, but to show up I owe him at the very least. Upon arrival, I knew he must have cooked for hours for I saw he had every staple imaginable at his table. Hello, boy. Let me get you a seat. It's made with loot, and I made sure to get your favorite fruit. A chair so elegantly adorned, but when I nestled into my sheer horror, and for the love of his name, but a splinter straight into my sphincter. 
I screamed in multitudes and at notes which are higher than the average bloke. I was left at the brink of insanity, trying to cogitate with my ass on the brink, scared to blink for what else could be my fate. Listen in your soggy dick, that that chair hurts like it should for it's made of pain wound. Ignoring the pain in my ass, I entreated him with a toast from my glass. Well in that that case, let me show you what I made for my best mate, tomato beast, cause I know you like to eat quick. Thoughtful to the last, Uncle Gork really is soft of heart. Upon the table with my eyes bare to see was this wonderful soup awaiting me. This here soup is a delight. Take your boy. Steaming and a beautiful orange hue, I greedily grabbed my spoon. But alas, my first bite was anything but a delight, but colder than a universe devoid of light, quite akin to the void of space and devoid of taste. Seeing me lose heart, Uncle Gork started a smirk. A feeling of dread washed over me. I've been duped, this chair was cursed, and this spoon was much worse. So exquisite was this trap, I began to laugh. Who knew love could hurt so? Tell me if it must always be so, your friend with the bit of wood, Gilgis. P.S. Please bring tweezers at your quickest convenience. Okay, special shout out to all my friends who lent me their voices. Toby Von Doom was Toby in the tub, and Goobs Genie was the Goobs Genie. Also, a special thanks to my friend Common for being the distressed German girl playing the piano. And, of course, a special thanks to my significant other, Melissa. I love you, and I thank you for everything that you do for me. Of course, you'd be listening to nothing if my friends over on the Secret Levels podcast didn't exist. They inspire me to make content, and they're all around some rad dudes. So if you want to support them, give the Secret Levels podcast a listen. And, uh, PPS. So before any nerds come at me, I'm aware that the Game Boy Color part was repurposed into that terrible Resident Evil Gaiden game, and, uh, I don't care. And aside from that, the two skits I put in here were just stupid ideas I had while I was playing Resident Evil 2 when I was younger, and Ice Road Truckers was on TV. Just happened to be at the same time as the truck driver who gets bitten in the beginning, FMV. And, uh, also I'm just a huge Arnold fan, so I decided to rope the concepts into my plot. Well, that's all I have for you guys, for now. But hopefully you'll join me for the next one. I command thee to go forth and be very spooky. And happy Halloween.